My name is Jared. I am an elder here at Church Project, and we're glad you're here. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's true. Um, our, the leaders here, or the elders here, uh, we're passionate about this church, and, and we believe in it. And I think we're slowly starting to believe in it more every day. And uh, as we kind of grow together, and I mean, as I think this is marks about the year, or about one year that uh, we married each other, that Jacob's Well and Church Project. And uh, I think every week that goes on, it gets sweeter. And uh, Shannon and I, we've had some times when, uh, you know, we didn't exactly love this place. And, and it was hard sometimes when there's 12 people and you're staring at each other trying to, I don't know, wish they all turned into like the bread and just expanded somehow. But it never happened for us until we got married and then all of a sudden it was good. But um, one little bookkeeping thing. Ashley Boyne is, will listen on the podcast. She, she uh, worked for Shannon for these couple hours so then Shannon could be here, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Ashley. And I love Shannon. <laughs> um, one other thing, I guess. So Weston was talking about the work day that we're going to have next week, and I, uh, just a funny little thing. I remember last, last year we had this deal, and I remember complaining to someone and being like, man, why is it only church project people here? And then, I, and then uh, Jack talked to us like the following week and said, it's weird, only Jacob's Well people were here. But we had split up in our own separate, doing our own little thing, and we had the goat heads out in the, in the playground. But anyways, just so everyone knows, we were all pretty even on that, so be happy. Um, if you could open up your Bibles uh, to Ephesians 4, going through uh, verses 1 through 6. I hope that's what we're going over, because that's what we're going over. And it says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism one God and Father, Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. God, thanks. Oh, man. Thank you for your love. Thank you for this church. And thank you for your word. God, I ask for your Holy Spirit to fill me that that your love comes through. We love you. Amen. Man, it's that time of the month for me or something like that. <laughs> Look, two, two weeks ago, Shannon was crying at, a, at house church, and I think everyone was like, ah. But it was her time of the month, and so, <laughs> so now, now it's my turn. All right, so I'll start, I'll start with this. It says, or 
I'm going to go through a few things, and hopefully today we'll talk about how we should live, which won't be exhaustive, how we should live as Christians, and, uh, and living in unity, which won't be exhaustive and won't be the end all and stuff. And then we're going to hopefully quickly touch on, on worship and prayer. And just for the worship and prayer stuff, I feel like the last few times, or the last months and stuff, I feel like that's where we're going to break through in this church. And that's where we're going to become uh, better worshipers of Jesus uh, through the worship piece and the prayer piece. And I think, uh, and that's just me personally. And, and so I, at the end, I'm going to throw out a little encouragement. And then I'll also start with all these things that I'm going to kind of go through and we're going to talk about and stuff. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and if you haven't accept, accepted him as as your king, uh, this stuff is, it'll be okay, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be worth your time, or it's not going to be, it's not going to save you. Jesus will save you. So that's kind of, that's where I'm going to start this thing. And then, uh, so to begin, uh, as Weston was saying, he had a chance to go see uh, Francis Chan, uh, in one of the sessions, and I got to go to the later one with Peter and, and Josh and, a, and a, this other dude. And uh, on the way over, we were, we were driving to, to Fort Collins, and Josh was kind of reflecting on, on what had happened in the last, uh, the last sessions and stuff. And he, was, he said that, you know, crew, Campus Crusade um, is, is big in ministry and big in all this stuff, but the one thing he's never heard someone say about these people is, or the first thing that, that comes to mind is not, man, these people love Jesus. And when, that, when I heard that, I first, first took that to myself and say, when I go to my workplace, man, does Jared love Jesus? And is that what people think of me? And then I kind of thought corporately uh, as a church, man, as church project, is the first thing people say is, oh, they, give, they try to give out a lot of their money or Oh, they have black background on their screen or whatever, and it's boring. Or, or hey, they're simple or whatever. Or is it, man, those people love Jesus. And so I, I hope to convey that. And I hope to convey, hopefully, like just some, a small amount of, of something or other that will help you to, to love Jesus more. And so in verse 1, it says, or in verse 1, Paul urges us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. And so the first question I guess I ask myself is, what is the call? And I'll just pick a couple verses. And uh, this verse just so happened popped up. It was today, it was this morning's reading and just my quiet time stuff. I've been going through Micah and then some other stuff. But Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And then in Luke 10, 27, um, uh, Jesus is speaking. He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And so I, I think once we become Christians and, and once, we, once we know the love of God, these are a couple things. There's a lot of other, you know, there's... But it is all summed up in this Luke ten twenty seven, 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength, and love your brother as yourself, or your neighbor as yourself. And so whenever I think about the calling that, that is on my life, and that is on Christians' lives, um, I think about this guy that I met about probably about 10 or 12 years ago, and he was a homeless guy. And uh, my friend and I were going down to, um, down to Denver. There was this Back in the days of MySpace, they used to have a MySpace free, con- free concert or something like that. So it was like a private or private in MySpace. That's, for you youngins, it's kind of like Facebook, except you've got to manipulate your page and make it cool and add top friends. <laughs> but so, so uh, anyways, there was this, this deal, this comedian or something we were going to go see, and he was real popular and stuff. Anyways, it was really cold out. There was a really long line, and we got discouraged. We probably could have got in, but we turned away and and walked away, and we were fine. Anyways, this homeless dude engages us in conversation, and it's probably 10 degrees out or something like that. And so we're, we're talking with him, and his name was Ivan. And, uh, and he, was, he, he comes, up, comes up to us, and I don't know how we started talking, but uh, I know that he was cold, and, and we're in our conversation. He was, he was talking on how he's in, in a hurry to get to the, rescue, the Denver Rescue Mission, uh, so he can have a bed for the night, because I guess they had to be there at 6.30 or 7 or something like that to get a bed. Anyway, so, so we still talk, and, and we knew he had to get, get in, uh, get away or whatever. But then he, and he was normal, by the way. He wasn't crazy. But then he, bring, then he starts saying this. When the Son of Man comes, this is NIV, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by the Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did, you see, or when did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. And so those verses read by a little white kid with, with a normal amount of money and not feeling broke or whatever is like, oh, that's, that's nice. Let's be nice to people. Let's give to a few causes and stuff. But whenever it's quoted to you from a homeless guy, for some reason it changes things. And then, and then Ivan, he stayed, this is the Jared paraphrase or Jared phrase or whatever you want to call it. But he said, I've been placed here for these verses. I'm one of the least of these, and I accept that. And he went on to kind of say, hey, this is my calling. I'm, I'm here to, this is, this is, this is what I w- am here to do. I'm here to be one of the least of these, and I'm here to serve Jesus and to tell, tell you these verses to encourage you. And then, 
when, it, when I think of him, and I think of loving your neighbor as yourself, Ivan, pa- Ivan passed the opportunity to go get himself a bed that night. And I think, what the heck? I'm supposed to be this Christian kid that has it all figured out and stuff. And I guess I could have offered him something. But he passed out that opportunity to bless me and to tell about Jesus and to speak about his call on his life, and that was to love Jesus. And I would say that, that my interaction with Ivan was probably one of the most influential I've had. I realized right there that homeless people are real people, and i got to love them. And, I, and later on, I, I realized through that interaction that, that sinners are real people, and i got to love them. That gay people are real people, and I have to love them. That adulterers are real people, and i got to love them. The people that work at Starbucks or McDonald's or Safeway or, or JBS are real people, and i got to love them. And sometimes we, we forget that, yeah, we're supposed to go love people, but we forget that all these issues are people. Or all these things that we say, oh man, they're, they're this or they're that, they're in this camp, they're in that. But there's people behind those issues. And so from, from, this, little, from this homeless dude, I learned that, like, like man, we got to love people. And we got to give sacrificially give sacrificially our time, and, and I mean, when we give our, our sacrificial gift of time and our love and the love of Jesus, that's a beautiful expression of love. And our house church was kind of talking about, about that this past week, about how a lot of times we kind of get caught up in the whole issues thing, and we start hating on people because they have certain tendencies or whatever, but we got to remember that these people are people. Finish this, or kind of to finish one of the stories of Ivan, which was kind of weird, is it was cold and I had these cheap little little gloves, and they were probably two dollar gloves, so I gave them to him because he didn't have gloves. And in, in turn, he gives me I think it was a ten or fifteen dollar Starbucks gift card, so I ended up making money on the transaction. <laughs> but but he but he couldn't go into Starbucks because he was homeless, which was, I mean I kind of understand it, but it was kind of a bummer. A little more about the call. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission. We're supposed to make disciples, which is going to take a lot of time. Baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything we have been commanded. So you making the disciples and teaching them everything, I mean, that's a lot of time. And then Colossians says... Um, the call is to please God in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. And so now we kind of move on to say, now how do we act in this call? And in verse 2 it says, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Humility and gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love. That, that's what should pour out of our lives. And so now we're going to go through this little thing. I, was, I, I did this to myself the other day, and it was kind of interesting. But I think a lot of times, 
I think Ecclesiastes said, the more the words, the less the meaning. And so if everyone could just close their eyes, hold out your hands, even though it's kind of awkward, and, but we do this a lot, so you should be used to it. <laughs> and so think about these words that I'm going to speak. When I say each word, think about your actions in accordance to this word. And when you, when you think about this word also, think what the action should be with this word. I'm trusting that our brains are sharp so it'll go fast. But love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'll go through it one more time. And think about how these apply and how you are with these words. Love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right. Now, if we could think about these words and just latch on to one or to whatever... These are in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But if you could think about these words in our life, and we could truly implement them in the way that we interact with people, how beautiful do you think that would be? And what do you think our church would look like if we walked around with love, with joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in every interaction that we have. How beautiful do you think this body would be? How impactful would our house churches be? How awesome would every meal that we share with people be if we just share those attributes and those fruits of the Spirit? and what the Spirit has given us. And I think that if we're preoccupied enough with all the good stuff, it will suffocate the bad out of our lives. We're still going to be tempted and all that. But Philippians says, if we think of honorable stuff, and just stuff, and pure stuff, and lovely stuff, and commendable stuff, and excellent stuff and praiseworthy stuff. That's what we're supposed to think. And that's what we're going to become. And, and through the Holy Spirit and His power, we're going to become beautiful representations of Jesus that are showing people the love of God. And that people are going to come to be saved. And people are going to come to enjoy the fullness that we all have when we live in the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe that if we work on the fruit of the Spirit 
Verse 3 says, that will, we will be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Because when we have all those things and everybody is, is living in that Spirit, there is going to be so much unity. There will not be devi- divisiveness. We might have issues on certain things, but I know that Jason loves Jesus. And that Jason treats me with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc. And, and, he, and he could think the same of me. And I think that could be with all of us. I mean, we're a family. We, are, we need to have each other's back. We need to support each other. We need to talk great about each other. And we need to forgive each other. If we move as a family and as a team, it will be amazing to see what will happen in this body and, and in Greeley and in Colorado. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, as God and Christ forgave you. Page 3 of 3. In the unity thing, we need to realize that, that we all have differences, and we need to value the differences that we have. We need each of you in this body. We need everyone to be performing to what God has called them to do. And it's, our, and it's my job, and it's each one of our jobs to try to draw out what is beautiful in everybody. Your talents and your gifts are a lot different. If I was singing up here, it would be terrible. <laughs> but if my brother is singing up here, it's good. So my last week of work at JBS was this last week, and uh, one of the dudes said, he was like one of the main guys, dude, one of the guys or whatever you call him. He says, or he said, we must help people to know what they are here for and why they matter. And that's in the business setting. But we got to do that as Christians. In our conversations, let's encourage each other and draw out those things. Of why are you, here's what you're here for, and here's why you matter in my life. And if we start pouring that stuff out, it'll be pretty good. Anyways, kind of on the unity thing, 1 Corinthians talks about we're all different parts of the body. And I'll refer back to Ivan. And I was thinking, kind of thinking about him at first and, and about how Ivan was living in his calling. And he might, you know, in the body, he might have been the soles of the feet for the church to walk on. He might have been the stomach of the body for the church to feed Or in my life, he was the mouth or the mind of the body to tell the body to straighten up and live for Jesus, which I didn't do. But just that living inside, thinking that that homeless dude is just as big of a piece of the body as Aaron is, or as I am, or as John is back on the soundboard, or Jeremy, or Grandpa. 
but we are all so important. When we realize we're on the same team and live in the fruit of the Spirit, we'll become greatly unified. Romans 15, 5 through 6. Sorry if these don't exactly match your version. I, can't, I couldn't figure out if I was in ESV or NIV half the time. So, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in, according, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may, with one voice, glorify God and, fa- and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought that was pretty beautiful with, the, with one voice glorify God. And I think, I, I love when we're worshiping together. And I especially love when it's loud enough that you, can, you don't hear yourself. But I think that's one of the most beautiful representations of the freedom that we have in Jesus. And, and just the praise and the, and the beauty that is the unity of the church. And if you, or four through six, verse 4 through 6 in Ephesians 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all, who is over all and through all and in all. <laughs> And I'll sum that up as, and Jesus is our hope. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have the hope. And I don't want this church to fall apart because we forget that Jesus is our hope. Because he is. So back to the worship thing. I think that, like I said earlier, I think this is like our little family talk or whatever from the gum person who actually this was the first time I had been to the first part of the, our little gathering, I think, ever maybe. And it's good. Good job, Weston. But I, I want to see us worship, I don't know if this is right, but worship harder than we ever have before. And I want to see us reach to be closer to Christ. A lot of you have probably seen uh, Jason's son, Liam, raising his hand and stuff. And we need to follow his example. If, If we feel like we want to, Raise your hands or get on your knees or sit down or pray. Do it. There's a lot of times, I mean, I'm kind of in, or I, I hold myself back. But I know that when I'm by myself in my house and the music's going and I'm in the bathroom or in the room or whatever, I don't hold myself back. And those are the best times that I've had in worship. So let's not worry about where you're, who's here, or who's watching, or anything. But the church should be the safest place for us Christians to gather. 
And it should be a place where we can worship beautifully, big, little, whatever. But let's get into it also. And, and half, most of this is for myself. So I'm kind of just putting pressure on myself to, to start doing it. <laughs> Second of all, is I think we need to truly pray for each other. And it's kind of awkward when we have people on the sides and stuff, and hopefully it'll get less awkward. But, I, but I've kind of been a part of this whole prayer thing for like three years. And most of the time I'm standing up there like, like uh, Carlos Gonzalez this season is just whiffing, no one come, no hits, no nothing. <laughs> I don't really watch baseball. I just pulled that one out. No idea. <laughs> but I think that this, I know we're broken because I'm broken. And I know, and the Bible tells us that we're broken people. And so when you have the opportunity to, to get prayed for, to confess whatever, Believe me, those people that are ready to pray for you aren't going to go share your stories and, and, and smear yourself. But they want you to be free in the love of Jesus. Because that's why Jesus died for us. For our forgiveness and to save us because he loves us. And when we become worshipers and when we become prayers and when we know that we need Jesus so much that we need to go confess to Jack or go confess to Chad or Jason or Aaron or, what, or, or the, the wives or whatever. And, that, and that's another thing. The girls and the guys up there are for the girls and the guys. Just so, to keep it safe. But let's be a church of prayer and of worship. And if I go down swinging and saying, man, pray. If it's a little request, pray. I remember some of the coolest times in my Baptist church, we'd have like those altar call things. Man, and I'd be like, no, I do not want to go up there. I'm not going. And I'd sit there and I'd act like I'm praying, but I am not going up there. And I felt guilt, or I mean, I'm but I know it was good. There was the Spirit telling me, go up there. And I said, no. No. But then finally, you, you finally make this little step up, and you're like, well, committed. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the weight drops. And the easy yoke of Jesus is upon you. And, uh, and the beauty and the joy that, that Jesus has given us is there. And I, it is just the most beautiful thing. I mean, I understood why some of those preachers would first have you raise your hand and then say, whoever raised your hand, stand, and then, and then slowly draw you up. But let's be bold, and let's just stand up and get prayer. If we don't need it, let's pray for other people. Let's, let's be people that want to build this church up and build the name of Jesus and, and we will truly see some cool stuff. That's pretty much it. Um, for those that don't know Jesus, He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him.
And it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And if that's you, go get prayer. Because it's that important. We have, we have so much freedom in Jesus. And the last thing I want to do is not share it. So whenever the music starts and stuff, man, let's, let's be prayerful and worshipful. And if you don't feel like it, give a sacrifice of praise because sacrifices aren't easy. Just give it. And I believe that the Spirit will come in this place and make it beautiful. And that lives will be transformed. The end. <laughs> you, could, uh, you can go get your kids um, from Project Kids. Um, when, we, when, we, uh, when this thing starts and stuff... Um, or there's a lot of different ways to, to do your thing. Giving, prayer. There's going to be some people along the sides or in the back. Um, man, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing hard. It's easy for us Americans to get in like the recliner mode and just chill out and watch TV. But at some time, we need to go mow the yard. And at some time, we need to go do the work. And here's the place where we praise Jesus. Let me pray. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your word. Thank you for everybody here, God. Father, I pray freedom over everybody. I pray a spirit of joy. God, I pray uh, that you would fill this place with your spirit. God, I pray love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control over everybody. Father, I pray that if people need to confess sins or confess anything, that they would do so. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your love. I pray for people this morning that they would become save and they would know you and know your freedom. God, we love you and we thank you and bless us the rest of this morning.